Hello, friends. Uh, it is me, uh, Andrew, or whatever the fuck you call me. Uh, right out of the gate, you can tell I am a language user. Uh, I am a very cunning linguist, uh, but I like to say fucking stuff. So, good luck if you're not into that. Um, and if you're still here at this point, thank you for being here. I don't know who quite listens. I know at least two people. My wife and my friend, Elijah. Uh, I know Pat Foster. Shout out to Pat Foster. I'm trying to think of other people that are like, oh, I've listened to your thing. It was marginal. Uh, oh, Judy, who is uh, Megan's mom. She's listened, I believe. Maybe not. If she didn't, she's good at faking it. So thanks, Judy. Uh, so going to talk today about the thing that we're all thinking about. Everybody's thinking about this thing. And that's Trump's impeachment. JK, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about Star Wars. Uh, good timing for the impeachment, though, for, like, Star Wars to take our mind off of uh, how horrible things are going. Am I right? Okay, so Star Wars. Uh, I just want to get a couple things out there for you. Firstly, I want to talk about spoilers, right? So I've had this theory for quite some time now that if you are to uh, have a peak, peak pop culture thing, right? Like, so Game of Thrones was peak pop culture. Uh, I would argue... Breaking Bad, maybe not the first, like, season or two or three even, maybe, but towards the end of the show, Breaking Bad was peak cultural uh, significance. I would put uh, Endgame into this. Now, I wouldn't throw normal Marvel movies into this because typically in a normal Marvel film, there's not enough big stuff going on to where you're going to need to save those spoilers for later, but when you're peak cultural importance like this, you guys, there's there's spoilers are going to be out there, you know, and I get annoyed almost with people that are like, well, the movie just came out. Don't spoil it for me. It's like, listen, I agree with you a lot of the time person complaining like a, like a weirdo. Uh, but this time I'm sorry. I'm okay. Putting a statute of limitations on it. It's like Monday. So like you could be mad maybe on a Friday night, but I feel like it's almost your fault at this point. Like, you know, social media is going to have it. Even if you are trying your hardest to avoid it and all you follow is your friends, I guarantee you that you have one asshole friend that's going to ruin something for you. Guaranteed, right? Even if it's just like out of excitement. Uh, and, and spoilers right now, just letting you know, talking about Star Wars fully, right? You know, so you uh, go on Facebook and you got a friend, it's like, Oh, excited to see that Ray has an actual parent. Um, you know, that might not be a spoiler to some, but for people that were clinging on to the uh, horrible hope that Last Jedi gave us that Ray didn't have parents, that spoiled it for them, right? So I guess what I'm getting at is, is there's no right answer with this because you're going to get fucked no matter what. So if you don't want to get spoilers for a peak pop culture moment, stay off social media until you've watched it. Go watch it right away or shut the fuck up. How's that sound, right? Okay, so anyway, uh, and I don't think, by the way, I don't think I'm being insensitive. I know if Pat Foster is listening right now, he is shaking his head in disappointment and he's like, how dare he say this? We need to care for other people. Spoilers. Listen, I care a lot about other people. I care a lot. I care so much, in fact, that I want to force them to go watch the things that I love so that we can talk about it. And if they don't want to do that, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So... So what's up, guys? Uh, I'm trying to think of the last thing that I really felt like was ruined for me. Uh, and I don't, I can't think of anything. You know, I've done a pretty good job, I feel, personally, staying away from spoilers. 
Maybe it's I work a lot. I don't know. If you don't want it spoiled, say the fuck off of social media. Just as simple as that, guys. Come on. And this is the final Skywalker movie. The Skywalker saga has come to a close. So let's move in there now. Spoilers are over. Uh, I've set the set the plate for what I think spoilers are going to be. This probably won't publish till Monday anyway, so I'm like cleaning. I'm clean and clear, man. I don't give a fuck. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the movie. First thing I wanted to bring up, I'm just going to kind of go over some thoughts that I had. Uh, Review-wise, loved it. I thought it was great. I genuinely believe that people that don't like this movie just don't know how to have fun. I really do believe that, right? Uh, Like, I get it. It's super shallow. Okay, I get it. Last Jedi was thought-provoking. Ooh, thought-provoking. Wasn't great. Didn't like it. I want my Star Wars in quarter-inch shallow as shit water so that I can splash around like a baby in my baby water excited that all the pretty ships are going pew pew at each other and lightsaber fights and fucking good guys versus bad guys I don't need a ton of story even though I feel like we got kind of a good amount of story in that one just being that J.J. Abrams was essentially shoving episodes 8 and 9 that he wanted to make into one movie episode 9 it's you know you just you guys, just listen. Enjoy life a little bit more, and you'd fucking like Star Wars, the last one. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I'd love to talk to you. Let's sit down. Let's have a conversation. How can we improve the quality of your life? Because I, I think you need it, man. I think you need it. The deep, the deep sigh is a frustration for you. You hear it? I don't know if you can hear it. I'm driving in the car. I'm not looking to see if my mic is spiking. I don't know what's happening over here with my... Am I still even recording? Oh, yeah, I'm still recording. Whew! That would have been embarrassing. Uh, I also just checked my phone, so sorry about the fake text and drive moment that I just had there. My wife is yelling through the through the phone. Okay, let's get back to Star Wars. So the first thought that I had was, this is my personal... Now, keep in mind... Think about the movies that I've seen from Star Wars, right? So I've seen Phantom Menace through current. I did see the originals in a like a like a, the remaster release. I think it was like 92, 94, something like that, 96. I don't know. It was in there. It was in the lead up to Phantom Menace. I went with Mark Rantel, a friend of mine, uh, and his dad. They took me. It was a blast. I don't quite remember those experiences though. I do remember, however, my experiences for the rest of the Star Wars movies. And I would like to say that I fully believe that this movie, Rise of Skywalker, was the most fun I've ever had at a Star Wars movie in theaters. It's not even close, guys. I would say Force Awakens kind of had a similar experience for me just because the prequels themselves were so awful and it had been a while and I love J.J. Abrams. Like, I legitimately think he's one of my favorite actors. Um... And, yeah, or directors. Awkward. I'm driving, trying to focus sometimes. Fucking screw up, okay? Assholes. Stop making fun of me. J.J. Abrams, though, is one of my favorite directors. Uh, Lens Flair McGee. He started with Star Trek. Actually, he started his first movie was Mission Impossible 3, which if you have not seen, just, I mean, absolutely stop listening to me and watch it. Unless you're driving, then keep listening. Drive to somewhere you can watch it. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rest in peace, Philip. It's got Tom Cruise, clearly, best actor alive. Probably of all time, if we're being totally honest with each other, right? 
And uh, who else is in that one? I don't actually remember off the top of my little brain right now who the who else is in it. But it is directed by J.J. Abrams, and it's fucking really good, okay? The first five minutes of that movie are awesome. And and J.J. Abrams, you know, he knows how to open a movie. He really does. Rise of Skywalker, opening, great scene, very beautiful. Kylo fighting, awesome. Using those vents, the vents on the side of his lightsaber... I mean, I they literally have him use those just because everybody made fun of it, right? Like, we are like, oh, you're going to make fun of these? You think they're useless? Here we go. We got a thing for you. He's going to use them like a stabby knife. Doesn't make sense still, but it's happening, okay? Uh, so thoughts from the movie. Just, just throwing them out there. Firstly, C-3PO, I felt like, if you're a basketball fan, you'll get this reference. He, he came off the bench, and he went like six of seven with five three-pointers in a very, very small amount of playing time. Damn, that guy, th- this was the first, like, I'm typically annoyed with 3PO or, or uh, like, on the edge of annoyance, right? Like, they kind of make him to where he teeters on, like, you almost see him enough to where you are. Like, I like let's tone it back with the C-3PO. It's never quite there, and they do a good job of bal- balancing it. But, damn, this movie, I was very, very, like, impressed. I don't know if that's the right word, right? I, I think I am impressed, though. It, it, he was funny. He had really good dialogue, good, meaningful moments. And I thought his dialogue was impactful, too. Uh, you know, talking about the best friend stuff with R2-D2. It's just very, very good. I very much thought C-3PO was on point this this movie. Probably his best appearance since he took his clothes off in Phantom Menace. Um, second thing, everybody's thinking this. And maybe we can just break it down here together. I'm breaking it down by myself in my own brain, and I don't quite understand the physics of Palpatine having intercourse with another human female. This seems very weird. Uh, Let's talk about timeline first. So I believe, and I could be fucking way off on this, but I was under the impression that the, the between Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens is about 30 years Right, so 30 years, and she would have been about, I don't know, look like, let's say, f- anywhere between four and seven, three and seven, when she got dropped off. So those kids would have had to have been, you know, 20 to 30, somewhere in there, when they had her. We're thinking maybe, like, late Clone Wars era is when Palpy was fucking. There, it's possible, right? He did not have full scrotum chin at that point. So he, and he was still kind of a human. Maybe he kind of used his like his weird like Donald Trump powers to get people to to sleep with him. I, I don't know. There's a lot of logistical questions here. Like, did he just have sex once and it just happened to work? Does the force make your sperm like extra potent? That's a possibility, right? Like force sperm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, did he? Did he? Was this intentional? Like, how did that conversation go? Hey, um, so we hung out the other night and, you know, well, I'm pregnant. You think, honestly, some girl's going to tell that to the uh, Senate leader, right? The emperor, basically. I guess they didn't know during Clone Wars that he was the emperor, right? But, but, but damn, come on. The, right? You're thinking of this. I know you are. I know you're thinking about this. Uh, you're thinking about him being an old person having sex, which is fine. Old people have sex, guys. Surprise. Okay? They do. Palpy, he's fucking. And we have proof now. 
Um, it's just, that doesn't make it less weird. And I, and I saw a couple things online like, you know, was it consensual? Did he use the force? That's a really good question. He's the emperor. He loves the dark side. We don't know if the dark side's rapey. They could be really rapey. We have not seen rated R Star Wars. There could be really rapey Sith just kind of hanging out in the background. And Palpatine could be the leader of the rapey Sith. We don't know. We just don't know. We've only seen the PG-13 versions. We've only seen their frontal, their front-facing selves, not the behind-the-scenes character. Who is Sheev Palpatine? You know, we don't know that. Uh, I know I'm getting hung up on the the sex with Palpatine, but I just can't really, I can't stop thinking about it, and it kind of is annoying that I can't stop thinking about Senator Palpatine having sex with somebody. It's weird. It's weird that I'm talking about it as much. It's weird that I'm thinking about it this much, okay? But we're going to keep going because I got to throw out a couple more things there. So did he have a few partners? Was he like, was he like kind of like whoring around, you know, like Palpy, like kind of drunk with power from the Senate? Yeah, I'm going to be a Sith leader soon. My face is going to turn into a ball sack, so I might as well fuck while I can. I don't know. That whole thing was weird, but I liked it, right? I know a lot of people were bummed out. Oh, Ray's a Palpatine. Blah, blah, blah. How boring. How not safe. How so safe of you. Come on, guys. Grow up, okay? Grow up. Star Wars, again, quarter inch, shallow baby water. Everything's connected. And you know what? There is a built-in plot device for all of this. It's built in. It's called the Force. It's called the Force, guys. Force moves through everything. Anytime someone says, oh, this is a really problem for me in the Star Wars. Uh, how did that ship do that? It's like, you guys, the Force. Now, the Force could not wash away what Last Jedi became, right? But, let's talk about a moment in Rise of Skywalker that maybe validated a little bit more stuff that happened in Last Jedi. So two specific things came to mind for me on this. Thing number one was the Force conversations, right? The Force conversations between Rey and Kylo. A um, couple things about those. So I guess I didn't. I did not know this going into these movies, but that that was written into the script originally for Luke and Darth Vader to have conversations like that. So anybody saying that George Lucas would not have approved of that, I did. I would disagree because he. He was trying to get this in the movie anyway. Um, yeah, so that so that was awesome, and that and that was established in Last Jedi, and it, and it let JJ expand on that more in Rise of Skywalker, and it led to some awesome, re, like basically reality bending moments in the movie. They, I mean, essentially just bending reality. So that that was really really cool, uh, and it again validated the conversations that they were having. There was also, what was the other one? There was another thing from, from the movie that, that was justified. You know, let me just talk about this real quick and then I'll come back to that. So Kylo and, and Ray, I, I, one of my coworkers talked to me about how they did not like the kiss at the end because they just didn't feel like it was good. Okay, so they, were, they didn't feel like that, that connection between the two were there. Okay, so first things first. First things first. I always thought there was some like weird sexual tension between Ray and Kylo. It always felt like there was like kind of this underlying tension between them that was like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. So the kiss did not bother me in that regard, right? The kiss just didn't didn't bother me. Uh, I thought it was good, and then he, you know, he passed away in his little force ghost self. We'll get to that later. Uh, another thing on that though, real quick. 
man, the people in Star Wars are forgiving of, like, mass genocide, right? They're very forgiving. Hey, Darth, I know you killed a billion people, man. You're my father, and I'm going to save you. And that's very admirable. He should have saved him directly to a jail cell and arrested him and charged him for war crimes. Like, if you love someone, sometimes you got to do what's right for them. And for Darth and Kylo, would have been locking their asses up, right? But Kylo gets off the hook, disappears into a force ghost. Maybe his life force was connected to Leia's. We don't know because she disappeared at the same time. Um, anyway, just I was just been thinking about that, the genocide thing. They killed a lot of people. Uh, I know I'm hopping around here, but uh, Leia did disappear, right? So that was pretty cool for me. The moment where she died in this movie felt better because I knew in the moment that she was actually dead, not like some kind of like, let's shoot her into space and then count to 10 and then have her come to back to life and then force, force, pull herself back to the thing. We knew in this movie what was going on. They explained it to us. She started to stumble and fall and that other character was like, oh yeah, Leia's gonna die soon, essentially. She didn't say that in, in that taunty little tone, but she was thinking it. And then she said something more professional, you know, like, uh, oh, Leia's not feeling well and her time may be short. Um, a lot of British people, I think, too, in Star Wars. Anyway, so let's, let's talk about that though, right? So there's a scene with Leia, not British people. Let's not talk about British people. Let's talk about Leia. So in this movie, there is a flashback. And Luke is talking to Rey, tells Rey about how he trained Leia. So in a Star Wars canon right now, there is the period post-Return of the Jedi where Luke is actively training Leia to be a Jedi, right? Now, in the movie, there's something that happens that keeps her away from it. And honestly, it sounds like a dumb fucking reason to not be a Jedi. If I got the Force, I'm using that bitch, okay? I'm pulling things towards me. I'm pulling myself towards things. I'm using a lightsaber. I'm not going to just be like, eh, I don't want to do it. I'm out. No, that's just is ridiculous. So, but anyway, that's besides the point. That scene in, in Rise of Skywalker definitely reflected back to Last Jedi and made me feel marginally better about her space flight, you know, about her walk through space. Uh, marginally. I say marginally. It still bothers me. So... But it, it, it tried. He tried. And I appreciate J.J. for trying. That's all I wanted him to do is go in there and try his hardest. And damn, that guy's doing it. That guy did it for me. Um, another thing that jumped out at me, I wish I could have paused the movie when all the ships were on screen. Just so I could see. That kind of like plays a Where's Waldo. Like, is there any other ship I know? Or is there another ship that's hidden in here? You know, that'd be cool to see. I don't know. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams sometimes will hide stuff in his movies too. Maybe there's like an Enterprise in there we don't know about. Uh, like he hit R2-D2 in uh, Star Trek. That'd be kind of funny, right? Uh, kind of last thing I think that popped out to me about Star Wars is kind of the only flaw that I could, could come up with myself, because again, I really enjoyed the movie, was I wish at the end, when Leia and Luke were Force ghosts, that the rest of the Jedi would have faded in after we had a few moments with Luke and Leia. Maybe throw in some... Uh, you know, Ben Solo right after. Even just Ben, I think, would have been good. And, and a Han, even Han. And just have everybody for you Force Ghosts. I don't give a shit. It's the last Skywalker Saga movie. I want to see Mace Windu. I want to see Qui-Gon because Qui-Gon doesn't get any love in the original trilogy, even though he totally trained Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, no, fuck that guy. Yoda was my master. Oh, poor Qui-Gon. He gets shit on so hard in the original trilogy. I feel bad for the guy. 
So yeah, that's kind of my Star Wars thoughts. I, I can't maybe you know maybe I'll have something else come up that I just feel like I really need to talk about with you guys. But that's kind of just the first take. So I know it's weird, you know. Good C three PO performance, Palpatine's fucking, and uh, just a couple other things. That, you know, not big plot points. Again, I'm not like trying to critique this movie. I'm just letting you know what I was thinking about. Okay, guys. Next movie I'll probably see is Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be out on Christmas Day. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then the next Star Wars thing that we're going to see after Mandalorian, I, I don't honestly know. There's no movies planned, right? The only thing I believe that we have semi-confirmed or completely... Con- these are confirmed. Is the Andean... Andean Cass- Cass- Cassian Andor. Wow, what a loser. Who fucks that up so bad? I'm driving. It's because I can't remember shit. Uh, so, so Cassian Andor, his show, his like smuggling rebels show, and then uh, the Obi Wan show, which is gonna be awesome. Who knows when that's gonna take place? It would be really funny if they did a Obi Wan when he's like transitioning to be old Ben, and it's like a, a sitcom, a Tatooine sitcom, and he's got like a droid and like an alien friend, and he goes to the cantina and stuff. That would be, you know, I want a serious Obi Wan thing, but I would pay to watch that. Like, that, that would get my Disney Plus subscription renewed right there. So it's going to be a while, though. That's a long time. Uh, Marvel is coming back strong. And Disney's fucking super smart. I guess we can close on this. Being Disney being the smartest piece of shit company on the planet. They have Rise of Skywalker now, right? They, they know they're going to enter a post-Rise of Skywalker lull. A, a marginally small lull. Then they've got Black Widow from Marvel coming out. And prior to Black Widow, I believe there is a, uh, or maybe it's after Black Widow. So they basically are going to carry Rise of Skywalker. The Blu-ray is going to release in three months. Then they're going to have Black Widow. Then after Black Widow, it's going to be the uh, Avengers game, right? That's going to come out. Then after Avengers game, they're going to go ahead and shift a little bit back to the TV shows because I believe that's when the Falcon Winter Soldier comes out. And then they're going to have the Eternals. They're going to have another show this fall, I believe, as well. So they're basically training us at this point to swap between Star Wars and Marvel. So it feels like they're going to give us a few Marvel here, then back to a few Star Wars, then a few Marvel, then back to a few Star Wars. Very odd. Uh, it works, though, right? It's not really odd. I don't know why the fuck I said that. But it's it's it works, right? They fucking have us, right? We're hooked. And then the best part of all this is going to be when next year, 2021, when Disney freaking pretends that they're not uh, going to own Avatar. Because they own Avatar. They fucking own Avatar. So they're, gonna be, they're not going to say anything. They're going to pretend it's some other property and that it's not a big deal and uh, uh, Avatar, whatever. Disney's raking it in on Avatar 2. That's a Fox property. They bought that shit, guys. They bought it. Um, anyway, fucking Disney, man. Am I right? I'm going to Disney World in like a month, so who am I but other than a, just a consumer? I'm a consumer. I angrily uh, just cut somebody off too, by the way. Road rage. Uh, last thing I want to mention. This is the last thing. This will be the final comment, quote, whatever. Camille Nanjiani, if you guys have not seen his pictures, and if you know who I'm talking about, fucking go look, because that dude is like ripped, right? I mean, he is a eternal superhero. Now, he 
basically said thanks to Marvel for giving him a body like that because they were able to pay for it. But fuck, man, he looks awesome. Camille, I'm proud of you. Very good for you. Uh, your inspiration for fat people like me everywhere that basically think that we can't do it and know now that it does take, in fact, a lot of Marvel money to get a body like that. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry for the weird pauses partway. You know, driving is sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes it's fucking weird. Things go awry, but you're the best. I appreciate you if you're here. Bye.